Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night in Colorado, and welcome to the Mahai Podcast. I am your host, Dave. Uh, we have a, a really special show tonight. Uh, we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have, for the first time on the Mahai Podcast, also we have one of our newest hosts of one of our newest shows. Uh, but with me tonight, co-hosting with me, since James isn't here, James is not really a music guy. It's uh, no. mostly me and... The lady who is in my bottom left corner compared to where I am, uh, Mel, welcome back to the Mahai podcast, my music friend. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. No, James, if you ask him what his favorite songs are, they will be Disney soundtracks or that's pretty much it. Maybe Take On Me by AHA. <laughs> I, I will say I, I, uh, I took him to his first metal show and I'm very happy and he had a good time. So uh, I, I appreciate that about him. Um, he did. He enjoyed it. Uh, with me also tonight, like I was saying before, we have one of our newest hosts of one of our newest podcasts. We have Christy Potter from the Potter Girls. How the hell are you? That's me. I'm That's good. You. How are you? It's me. I have a couple of cute boys sitting with me, but they promise to be quiet. Who, the guy in the back? <laughs> he's a little too furry to be cute. I don't know. Oh, he's the cutest. <laughs> I don't know. I got two younger ones that are cute. <clears throat> And with me, for the first time on the Mile High Podcast, we have a very special <laughs> guest with us, a former contestant on American Yay. Idol, um, someone who sings, who's like the, the person who they call like, hey, Amanda, we need the national anthem sung at either this Rockies game, Avalanche game, Nuggets game, Broncos game, uh, you know, somebody who has worked in the music business as a local legend here in Colorado. I don't know you're pretty young to be a legend, but I'm gonna like, totally just blow you up. Uh, local music <laughs> legend. We have Amanda Hawkins with us, and yes, Thank we are you. related. Actually, three of us are related on this. Sorry, Mel, you're related. That's okay, <laughs> right? Okay. But Amanda Hawkins, welcome to my podcast. How the hell are you? Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a, an episode that we have been kind of mulling over for, um, you know, ever since season one, we've been talking about like, hey, we want to do a show about our favorite concerts because we're a pop culture uh, podcast and we really want, you know, we, a lot of us have been to concerts and we, a lot of us love music, especially uh, Mel and I, we've talked a lot about how much we love music. And, and, you know, I know Christy is a huge fan of concerts and then of course Amanda's like, She's played all over the place and she's been to some crazy ass concerts. So I thought this is a perfect opportunity to knock out this uh, favorite concerts episode. Um, but it's such a great uh, topic that we're going to actually going to break it into two parts. Um, so tonight is part one. Uh, this is the, the part where, you know, this is like more uh, less geared towards like the heavy metal side. Um, I'm a metalhead. Uh, Mike Santori, who is with us, is a metalhead. Uh, James's brother, who, the Nerd Corner, he's a metalhead uh, of sorts. And so we're having part two next week is our metalhead series. So um, you know, please join us for that. But 
and this is part one. This is where we talk about like, you know, what makes concerts great and we're going to have some real fun concert stories. So uh, I'm very excited and I have a great panel tonight. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for being on. Um, but as is tradition, there's, you know, we always have to start the show with a couple of things. And um, first off, you know, Amanda, what have you been up to? I have been uh, working from home during the whole COVID thing. Um, I have my two little girls here, so my hands are full. Um, I've been writing new music, uh, coming up with a plan to play live again someday, hopefully. And um, yeah, just kind of coming up with my next plan of action with music and just trying to stay creative over here. It's a wild time, that's for sure. So where was the last place you played live? I, I vaguely remember. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe uh, a year ago, pretty much a few weeks ago, a year ago. I was supposed to be playing uh, like my first Red Rocks gig. Um, I think it was like a couple days after they announced you couldn't have more than a certain amount of people in a room kind of thing. So that was about a year ago. Yeah, so you do. I know you're anxious, uh, but you're, you're always welcome to come play at my Starbucks. We, we enjoyed having you. I loved that. I loved that. I needed that and I loved that. So thank you. Yeah. So we'd love to have you there. Uh, Christy, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Um, getting ready for the Potter Girls podcast next week. We're going to take on cancel culture, which is a very hot topic right now. So it's, uh, we're actually putting some good research into this one. Um, other than that, just, you know, works picking up with, um, the PPP loan deadline coming up. So we're not supposed to get a whole lot of snow here, but it's kind of fun to watch the weather and see all the snow that everybody else is going to get. Um, yeah. So yeah, just yeah, we're under day a, by day. We're under a winter weather advisory, but I haven't seen one flake yet. It's supposed to drop like two feet of snow. I have not seen one flake yet. So I don't think it starts until tomorrow now is what they said. Or by my and uh, Mel, what have you been up to? I think you kind of sound like a robot, but uh, tell me your best <laughs> robot voice. No, really. <laughs> uh, no, you still sound like a robot. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> using charades and using hand gestures, what have you been up to, Mel? She's been writing. <laughs> and so hey she's first. been doing something with her book. All right. I, I muted okay. you because you sound like a robot. So you can unmute yourself at any time. <laughs> How does that say that earlier too? And it's not me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna have to restart <laughs> start your <laughs> microphone. I'll be back. Bye. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, this this is the great thing about live entertainment. <laughs> right. Sometimes shit goes awry, and that <laughs> happens to be the case. All right, so we're gonna skip on over to uh, another thing that. Oh, we're oh, hello. Is that? Am I am I normal? Hey, she's back. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was very entertaining. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> So we I'm are glad I studied so hard. <laughs> she was studying hard and 
uh, you were writing something and you were it's been a lot of writing papers for school you know i'm just trying to get as much of that done while we're still in lockdown um our, i'm selling for mountain shores still a lot of uh going through cassette tape you know they're not uh they were all like 90s cassette tapes apparently those are hot sellers on ebay so i've been going through those learning all about 90s hip-hop yeah so i already knew for those of us there's a we because we have amanda and christy here it's a little bit of a different audience than we normally pull in uh, tell us what mountain shores is all the new people so mountain shore is um my husband james and i the normal other host of my high podcast um we have gone into reselling and we go to different auctions and online auctions and um we find antiques and just interesting little pieces and um you just never know what you're gonna get and we you know we list it after we clean it up and, and make it a little better basically and um, it's been it's been really fun. We've learned about coins and bells and stamps, and now we're learning about '90s hip hop magazines and cassette tapes. Um, it's just an adventure every time. One time we opened a store that had 14 guitars, some brand new in box. Like who knew? So that's wild. Yes. Yeah, so always, always, always check out Mountain Shore. We get a lot of music equipment lately: mixing boards, speakers, and amps, and just all kinds of interesting stuff. And it works out in my house because my kids are all musical. So anything we can't sell, we just give it to them. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we are the Mile High Podcast, and we are, at our heart, a weed-themed podcast. Half of us are consuming tonight, and half of us are not. Uh, but we just have to take some time out to give some love to our local shops. Uh, Mel, where are you, uh, what are you smoking tonight? So tonight, um, it's from Livewell. In our defense, we were in an area that only had two weed stores and the other one was closed. So it was Livewell in like Loveland, I think. Wow, that's, you went quite the distance. Yeah, we went way out of our way, just ended up at Livewell. No, we you were out there. Livewell is closer to your house. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, is there? Uh, next time I should check like with Starbucks, you first. Like every corner now. Yeah, no, I know. It was just the other one was like, it was new and it was supposed to have a grand opening. I don't remember what happened, but I, we're, we'll check it out and see if we can refer them next time we're up north. So, um, but I'm smoking Sour Dread. It's a sativa pre-roll. Um, I still have, you know, other stuff to do after the show. So I'm trying to keep it mellow, but not sleepy and stony. Um, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Zen Golds again, which is the place that we always go see in Lions. Um, I recommend that anytime anybody is heading that direction, it's a great little place. They've got a friendly staff. They're very knowledgeable. Every time we've gone up there, they've remembered you or they've just always had new information and they're just a great little, little shop. And it's, it's just an adorable little building too. So everybody go check out Zengold's. And where's that up in Lyons? It's in Lyons. Yep. Just uh, like right off the highway. Can't miss it. Hopefully there'll be a future sponsor. I'm still waiting to hear back from them. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Friend, Chef David went up there and he's like, hey, you should sponsor my friend's podcast. And I'm like, yes, you should totally sponsor his friend's podcast. So we'll oh, I didn't know he hadn't gone back to you, but we, we head that way a lot. We, we we end up in Estes a lot. So next time we stop up there, we'll just remind him because yeah, we've been up there totally. twice. Tell him to check his email, goddammit. Tell him to check his <laughs> junk mail just in case it went there instead. Well, um, you know what? Maybe the show will remind him. Yes, absolutely. Um, I like to support the smaller shops. Like my favorite shop, of course, is Lightshade, but that also is becoming very corporatized. And uh, our homegirl Courtney, who is the reigning champ of James's Games, uh, she runs the uh, Lova Co. over in Aurora. And so I'd like to stop by there. And we got this stuff, the Certified Magic, 
It is called Motor Breath. Um, it was highly recommended. It was a premium. I never. I usually go to Lightshade because I can get a bunch of weed for pretty cheap. But I paid top price for this, um, so it better be good. Or Courtney will <laughs> send me astray. I know my. I knew my terps. She coined this phrase called "Know Your Terps," which is a weed term. And I go into every situation now, like, "Tell me about the terps," and they're like, <laughs> "Okay, this guy knows what he's talking about." <laughs> All right, and this is my favorite part of the show before we actually get going, um, because this is where we talk about stuff that we've been watching, and I watch a lot of stuff, so usually I go at the end, and today will be no uh, no change on that. So, uh, Mel, what have you been watching? Um, you know what? I'm a little behind on TV this week. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching a documentary on Netflix about um, how they brought the mob down, and I can't think of the name of it. But I've been really into that. And the, oh, I did watch something else. It's the um, the one about the Royal Hotel in Los Angeles where the girl disappeared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Cecil. I can't believe. Yes, the Cecil Hotel. So um, I watched that because, um, you know, being a psychology major, I was interested in all the different theories of what happened to her. And um, I have my own theory on it. Um, but it was, a you know, just kind of, I've been into those weird little documentaries lately. I'm waiting for something else to catch my attention and WandaVision. Wow. I totally caught up on WandaVision. Good. What'd you think? Uh, who else has watched the, all of WandaVision? Cause we won't yeah. talk about it. If you guys haven't, you watched it. Have you watched any? Of it? I'm almost done. Okay. okay. Without saying, so I won't spoil it, but I will say I loved it. I really loved it. Um, I, they lost me in the middle. Not really. Cause it was kitschy always and fun, but they almost lost me plot wise in the middle. I was like, yeah, this is going to be weird. But um, they they tied it up well, and I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, well, they're not going anymore with WandaVision because that is done. That's officially a series. It's a one and done series. So, oh, I did not know that. I thought yeah. there was a whole second season coming. Oh, oh no. But we had the we just got done watching the making of WandaVision. So once you guys are done watching WandaVision, go and watch the making of. It's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, Amanda, what have you been watching? Was gonna say WandaVision. I need to finish that. I'm kind of, I watch the really horrible television, the Bravo stuff. So I'm catching up on all the drama lately. Oh, you are going to be Mel's best friend. Do you watch like Housewives and like Basketball Wives? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We we should talk. (laughs) We just become best friends. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, you know, the Salt Lake City and all. I mean, it can't get any better than that. So that's kind of what I've been watching. Um, Oh, and then a lot of um, Cocoa Melon and Baby Bum, which if you have a child <laughs> that's like, you know, six and under, then you know what that is, or maybe even older than that. But a lot of that's happening here in our household lately. That's about you it. You know the so theme far. song? The Cocoa yeah, Melon. It just keeps uh, going is, I've and never going. heard the theme song. What does it sound like? I don't even know if I can sing it. It's almost like a little Jack in the box type thing. And then the kids yell, Coco Melon. But it's like, um, it's a TikTok meme thing now too. It's too much. They love it. Mm -hmm. But you know, so that's, that's happening. But yeah, I watch a lot of reality TV. I'm getting through Schitt's Creek. I'm behind on all of that. I tried to start it and I honestly wasn't into it, which is crazy to me because I love like Best in Show and all of that. So it's weird. Um, But I'm- First season's hard to get through. I'm going through, yeah, yeah. But now I feel like they're they're like more comfortable in their characters and stuff, so it's starting to get pretty funny. 
So, yeah. and sometimes with shows like that, once I realize I'm going to love them, I'm like, I don't want to marathon it and have it go too fast. Right. And let it go away. Right. Yeah. Just enjoy what, what you know is coming. So. Yeah. Yep. Wait till you get to that last season. You're like, you like, we really want to draw it out because you like, you're so invested in all these characters. And then it's like, Oh my God, there's like two episodes left and <laughs> last season's yeah. so good anyway. And then you're like, Oh my God, there's two episodes left. I really want to watch it, but I don't because two episodes yeah. and then it's over. Uh, it, great show. I love that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, what have you been watching, dude? I can't hear you, Christy. You are on mute. Oh, no. God, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Dave. Um, I'm going to disappoint you again, Dave. I'm still not watching anything. I finished WandaVision. And what did you And think? I read a book. Well, tell me about both. What did you I... think of the season? What did you think of WandaVision in total? Because we, you know, you know, to come on our Wanda... quick hits last week. I know. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to rewatch Wandavision and just in, try to enjoy the show and quit trying. You know, now that the theories and all of that are over, I just want to rewatch it and just watch it as a show, and see if I can just enjoy it that way instead of everybody picking everything apart. And then, like, I'm looking forward to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I don't think everybody's going to do that. I think we're going to just get to enjoy that. Yeah. Um. So I'm just I'm. I've, I'm reading right now. I'm on a reading kick, so. What are you reading? That's all the... What? I said nothing wrong with that. What'd you read? I read, the, so Stephen King, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. He came out with a great book this week called mm-hmm. Later. Oh, so good. So if you guys read books, Stephen King's Later. Very good. What are you reading? No, I just finished The Midnight Library, which was fantastic. Um, and then I started defending Jacob which is kind of a big book. But when I'm done with that, my reward is getting to watch Chris Evans on screen doing the miniseries of Defending Jacob. So I'll get through it <laughs> somehow. It's your incentive. <laughs> it's all about the incentives. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now it's my turn. I actually watched quite a few things. Go figure. Um, I like to. Uh, I like to kind of watch different things from all sorts of different genres. Um, Two things that really stuck out over the last few weeks, uh, Nomadland, uh, which is available now on Hulu, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, who just won a, a Golden Globe for Best Director for directing Nomadland. It stars Frances McDormand. Um, she plays a, a woman who's just had a lot of uh, tragedy happen, and so she joins up with this band of nomads that just drive around the country in their vans and live out of their vans, and they live a very free life. Um, the great thing about this movie, it's not, Frances McDormand is very good in this, but the, the best thing about the movie are the people that she meets as she's traveling the country. So, uh, definitely recommend that, um, Chloe Zhao is actually directing a MCU movie called the eternal or the, um, yeah, is the Eternals, uh, the movie about the gods. And so that'd be an interesting take in the MCU. Um, the other movie is the United States versus Billy holiday. Um, I'm a big Billy holiday fan, uh, Amanda and I have a cousin who actually wrote a play about Billie Holiday. Um, and it, uh, it just, she, I found out a lot about who Billie Holiday was. I like, I'm a big fan of her music, but I didn't really know much about her. And she's played marvelously by Audra Day. Um, I think Audra Day was born to play Billie Holiday. Amazing uh, performance. And you find out 
that she was a heroin addict for the bulk of her career and she was being like uh harassed by the fbi because she has a song about lynching uh lynchings in the 1950s a song called strange fruit um all about you know bodies swinging from the trees in the south and it was a very controversial song so much so that the fbi wanted to ruin her and she had a heroin addiction at the same time and so she's trying to compete against the FBI and this heroin addiction, all the while being fucking Billie Holiday. So uh, definitely recommend that movie. It's a, wow. a great, great movie. Uh, and that's called The United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, but still, the, my favorite movie that I've watched over the last month is this crazy B movie called Psycho Gorman. Uh, I can't even explain what it is, but it's a great movie. Um, it's very campy, but it's hilarious. Uh, very bloody. So my kind of movies. So, um, uh, the great movies there so that's what i've been watching and this is that's just a small part of the shit that i've been watching i have like a whole like reams of stuff that i watch um that's why i always go last because i always go long on these so <laughs> all right so the reason why we're here tonight guys uh, it's our favorite concerts um this is a, just a, an episode where we're just going to kind of go around the horn and talking about some crazy stories from the shows we've been into um but i want to know what makes a concert memorable uh, I'm going to start with Amanda because, you know, you play a lot of these shows and you go to a lot of these shows. You know, what makes a concert memorable, especially for someone who sees a lot of shows like you do? Um, I think for me, what makes a concert memorable is the experience, I guess, the vibe that, of the whole show and what, how you feel when you walk away that evening. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, because I've walked away from concerts I've never even heard of the band and I walked away and was completely moved by their music and so it's definitely the experience I think. What about you Mel? Um, yeah for me I, I think it's the vibe and the experience and all of it like um, there have been shows that I was really excited to see and got there and I was really disappointed um, you know just for whatever reason or um, and I think there's certain entertainers where you expect a level of like theatrics and then there's other ones where I'm perfectly happy to just sit down and listen to them, like sit down themselves on a stage. So it really depends on the vibe. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Christy? What, what makes them a, a concert memorable to you? Like what sticks out to you? For me, it's like a personal experience. Um, like if you go to just concert after concert, it's going to be like that personal thing that happened to you. Like maybe you were with a great group of people or you, they played a song you haven't heard in forever like that personable like meaningful thing that really kind of brings the show to another level yeah like a personal connection sort of sort of like when christy and uh i went to a slipknot show and uh first of all <laughs> Corey taylor was like, she was like Corey taylor waved at or she waved at Corey taylor i guess uh um but no we also met a one-legged clown who got us to the front of the it was line a bee. somehow all right, tell, tell the story because yeah, this is exactly what we're Amazing. talking about. Like, we all have these weird stories. So, tell us the Corey Taylor story, Christy. <laughs> Do you want me to start from the beginning? How we dressed um, incredibly inappropriately yes. for that show. Inappropriate. So, this is a Slipknot so, show, I think, with Fear Factor. Um, God, who else was there? A band called Death by Stereo or some some crazy band like that. Fear Factor, like heavy metal band. And this is at the Fillmore. And uh, yeah, when Chrissy says they're dressed inappropriately, uh, what were you dressed as? <laughs> Mike and I had just started recently dating. We were in 
early to mid twenties. It was a nice summer day. We were dressed and I'm going to go with like old Navy preppy fashion. All the other concerts I've ever been to have been fine. I did not know that there was such a specific dress code for like a Slipknot show. And I've been to other vaguely metal shows. So it's not like I never heard of Slipknot. But yeah, no, we were dressed ridiculously. And I remember Dave and Heather get out of the car and they're like, uh, do you want to borrow like a shirt or something? And we're like, like no, no it's black cool. on like, you. Stripes you and polos and khakis. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. And then so we're waiting in line and just standing there. You you and Heather were way ahead of us. Mike and I were a little further back in line, I think. And like a guy gets out of a car and there's like a bee in my face. I'm like this. And (laughs) some guy's just like, oh no, sorry, I was waving at the person next to you. I'm like, oh no, it was a bee. And then was it you? You're like, um, it was Heather. Heather's like, yeah, that was Corey Taylor. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> like, who? Then I found out who Corey Taylor was. And I was just like, I just need to go home. But I didn't. <laughs> I stayed. It was, a, it was a pretty good show, but it was hard That's to come amazing. back from that. Yeah. The, the most entertaining part of that is uh, Mike and I went <laughs> to go to uh, the liquor store. And when we came back, Heather and uh, Christy were talking to some dude with one leg. He's like, yeah, I lost my leg. I was a clown in the rodeo, and I lost my leg because the train <laughs> ran over it. And he's like, "I was first in line, so come up with me." And so, like all all four of us, like follow this one legged guy up to the front of the line. And people are like death staring us. They were like, "Don't don't look back, because these people want to kill you right now." So, when we're good. dressed preppy. It's <laughs> okay. Preppy. Mike and I took and- a table up in the thing. Nobody wanted our seats. It was fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going on the floor like this. Nope, they already hate me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of concert do you guys prefer? Like, Mel, do you prefer intimate shows, stadium shows, festivals? What do you like? I prefer intimate shows um, and followed closely by festivals. I don't like stadiums anymore. I, there was a time in, in my life when I did. Um, but I, yeah, no, I prefer smaller shows. One of my favorite shows, there's just a dive bar, quite honestly. And we didn't even mean to see the band that was there. It was just great. So what about you? Who, me? Yeah. Stadiums. Uh, I like, um, no, I don't like stadiums. I think stadiums ruin the experience a little bit to me. I like festivals, but they're so quick. Uh, Like the shows that I go to, it's like, two con- two um stages like back to back so it's like and you have a lot of bands that you like because when you're in the metal uh, like into metal like i am uh the the amount of bands you like are pretty small and they usually play the same festival so you're like i want to go see this band but they're like right after each other so you're like trying to bounce back and forth um so i like that okay um but i prefer the more intimate shows uh the as i lay dying show that I took james to I mean, it was a smaller venue for that size of a band and you could really feel the energy. And when you have a smaller show like that, I think that there's a lot more energy in the crowd. Uh, what do you think? I get that? What? What, do I think? what do you think? What do you prefer? Do you like the intimate shows, the stadium shows, the festivals? Cause I know you've been to some awesome shows in all of them. I like the intimate shows. I've been to some crazy intimate shows, uh, like big artists in an intimate setting. Like that who? is epic. Um, one was Billie Eilish at the Bluebird. Um, that was crazy. Um, and then Prince at the Ogden was kind of mind blowing. Uh, it was a little mind blowing that one. 
Um, so I love those situations. Um, stadiums, I had a really great time at a stadium too, but it had nothing to do with, with the show. I, I'm not a huge, <laughs> I'm not a huge stadium fan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that those few concerts were pretty epic. Yeah, I, I I know Mel is a huge Prince fan. So every, when I yeah I thought of you specifically in that Ogden show with the Prince um, for her, because I know she would be you know super. I missed. I skipped two opportunities to see him over stupid reasons like boyfriends. Oh. You know who you are, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guarantee you, he's not watching this show. But <laughs> nonetheless, I will never forget that. Oh, he was in town, and I'm like, yeah, next time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. well, my mom, my mom saw the tickets. She saw him that he was coming through that he was playing two shows a night. I think it was like two nights of it. So she, she, you know, I'm so lucky got her and I tickets for the 1130 PM show at the Ogden. That's when it started. And we just waited in line. They told us like no phones or you're out. Yeah. They're I, straight. I, I had just had vocal cord surgery, so I couldn't speak or sing or like anything like that so I literally had to like soak it in and that mm -hmm. was seeing a concert like that was actually pretty intense and it was him and like three badass girls behind him playing the bass drums and guitar and that's it there was like no screen behind them there was nothing it was just super simple and that was kind of life-changing for me because it was like okay that's that's a show right there where he can just kill it in a small venue and just be a musician and yeah that was yeah I feel like he's always kind of been like an artist's artist in that way like you know like he really yeah. loved it you know he would just throw intimate concerts like that at his own place and just like announce that day come over first come first serve and he'd bring people up and you know he'd appreciate local bands and it was great yeah. or he was great I guess yeah. I'm really yeah. oh I'm sorry I missed out on that that had to be great it was pretty, it was pretty cool some Prince news this week. Eddie Murphy was interviewed about the Dave Chappelle skit where Prince is uh, like beating uh, Eddie Murphy and his brother basketball. in basketball. basketball. Eddie Murphy yeah. confirmed that uh, he, in fact, got his ass kicked by Prince in basketball. So I, I can, yeah, I can confirm that I took the purple or the Paisley Park tour, and there is a basketball court that you walk through. It's been converted into like a purple rain scene thing now, like his motorcycles in there, but it's a real basketball court. That's so. amazing. Like, that's great. Do you like I, you, I, you know, Potter, your lovely husband? He has taken me to very many Dave Matthews concerts and. You know, Fielder's Green is fun, and I, I enjoy that. But um, what kind of uh, venues do you like? Do you like those bigger ones? Do you like smaller ones? Uh, I can't do, like, the super small, like, dive bar anymore. Last time Bobby and I went to one, it was Flowbots, and she almost got into a fight. So <laughs> I think we're going to avoid the really small venues. Um, I'm definitely a Red Rock snob. I mean, I think it's the perfect venue. Like it's big enough that you feel that energy from the crowd, but it's small enough that it definitely feels into it, especially if you're, you know, in the first, what, 30, 50 rows. Uh, so I, I, I got to go medium. Like there's been a couple of pretty amazing stadium shows I've seen. Um, but I mean, we, we all know Red Rocks is the perfect venue. So what was your favorite Red Rock show? Well, Jason Mraz. <laughs> <laughs> 
experience with Jason Mraz. I know you're a big Jason, you're a Mraz fan. Oh, I think she froze. How many times uh-uh. have you seen how many times have you seen Jason Mraz, Christy? You're on mute oh, again. You're muted. Christy, you're on mute again. Sorry, my my internet drops and then I get kicked out and I come back in and it's on mute when that happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I've seen Jason Mraz like at Red Rocks alone, like four or five times. I've seen him total, I think like 11 now. Um, but it was the, wow. his first show that I saw at Red Rocks was the one we met him afterwards. Like 20 people stuck around by the buses. You know, some people do that and usually they maybe wave and go in. And I guess he doesn't normally stop and sign and do pictures and all yeah, that. But groupies. yeah, I know. I'm a, I am a Jason Mraz groupie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry. Screw it. Sorry. <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's kind of hard to compare that show to anything else because it was an amazing show he told neil patrick harris in an interview that was his favorite concert because the dates matched up so i know it was a great show for him i thought it was a great show and then i got to meet him and got an autograph and picture and it was just you can't beat that it was amazing it was magical awesome how many times has your husband seen dave matthews 12 12 times 12 have you, do you amanda or mel have you guys seen anybody more than he has seen dave matthews band only my parents band <laughs> yeah mel grew up a very partridge family kind of childhood Love that. yes i did hence oh. the name my sister's name is harmony so i love There's a that thanks hey mel what was your first concert um i think my first real my first real concert was a Bob Dylan concert. I was very little, like five or six. And actually, I think I'm remembering that wrong. It was an Amnesty International concert. So like, it was like a charity thing. Um, but it was like, it was Peter Gabriel, Bob Dylan, Tracy Chapman, and Bobby McFerrin, I think, and Hart, which was great because I loved Hart. Hart was amazing to me. And Bob Dylan, there was one point where like, the people around us were surprised that I, I knew all the words. I don't even remember what song it was now, but everybody was like, look, she knows the words. And he kind of gestured like he was going to pull me up and sing with me. And my dad was like, uh-uh, like, you know. And, and so we just, he was like, okay, well, that was, that's my interaction with Bob Dylan. Was it Bob Dylan? Am I thinking of that right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's Bob Dylan. Amanda, you've had quite a bit of experience uh, getting pulled up on stage to sing. You know, tell me some, tell some of the folks, like some of the shows that you've been to, they like got up on stage and met the people and sang and all that shit. Um, pulled up to sing has really only happened. I mean, like every concert I've gone to, I've wished for that to happen, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it's only happened when I is, it's a, I think like the anthem for the cool 105 something that happens at Fiddler's Green and this band, the tur- <laughs> this sounds the so, turtles, this right? so cheesy. Yeah. The turtles, they sing that, um, me, and yeah. me and you and you and me. So that was fun. Other than that, no, that's never happened, but I've gotten to meet some cool, <coughs> some cool people at shows. Um, Bless yeah. you. 
Chester like who? from who have, you who have you met? Chester yeah. from Lincoln Park was probably like the most epic moment ever. At I was probably like fifteen. Um, that was really cool. That was Summer Sanitarium at Mile High Stadium. And, <laughs> oh, I um, went to that show. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like briefly remember people like booing Limp Bizkit and then I remember like flashes of a few other bands um and we had nosebleed tickets me and my friend Melissa and we um it was my first like stadium show actually so I was like I I can't sit in seats like this at a rock show like this is bizarre like what are we supposed to do just sit here and watch it and it was like weird to me yeah so so um we went to go grab like a soda and these kids were like, man, I wish I had 50 cents, you know, to buy a water or something like that. And I had had change. So I handed it to them and they were like, thanks. Like, hey, they didn't scan our floor tickets. Do you want these? Because they had like the wristbands, but they, I guess they didn't scan them. And I was like, yes. So we ended up on the floor and then we ended up backstage and I got to meet Chester for a brief moment. I got a picture. And I was just so obsessed at the time with him. And he's one of my favorite singers of all time. So that was huge huge moment that's cool that's cool what was your My first concert that's like instant good karma <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it got weird it was a weird it was like it was a weird just all these weird things that just kind of got us to that moment <laughs> it was nuts um my first concert was Ringo Starr he's he's a beetle he's a drummer <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know <laughs> Um, I don't was know who Ringo Starr is. I, stop watching the show and just <laughs> go away. I don't want you part of this. Sorry. Is that is that Fiddler's Green? I remember my parents took me to that, and I was, you know, I don't remember much of that. And then the the second one was Spice Girls, so that warmed me up for my Spice Girls moment. And that was awesome. Nice. It uh, was Christy. very awkward to go to that with my parents, though. I will say. <laughs> uh, Christy, tell me your first concert experience. Uh, mine was also at Fiddler's Green. Uh, it was, <laughs> speaking of cheesy, it was the monkeys and it was 4th of July. So there was fireworks and like <laughs> one of the monkeys like waved me and like, I think it was Davy Jones, I think uh, touched my hand and I didn't want to wash my hand for like a week. I was in kindergarten. I was very little, but Dave, that the birthday I got those tickets was the birthday you ruined. If you remember that one. This is like 30 years ago. Still traumatized <laughs> by the birthday that I ruined. Uh, yes, very traumatized. You made me cry on that birthday, but then I got monkeys tickets, so it was okay. Yeah, that was funny. It's like that was my first concert too, because it was uh, our, that concert so memorable because Weird Al Yankovic wasn't really that big of a name at the time, and he was opening for the monkeys, and he was like running up and down the the aisles next to us, and he's playing the accordion. Uh, so <laughs> indelible me memory of that. Um, that was that one. And my, uh, I went to George Michael. Um, then my parents oh. brought me to Billy Joel and I threw such a temper tantrum that I made my dad leave. <laughs> my dad, I threw such a temper tantrum. I made my dad leave right before he sang piano man. And my dad is still <sighs> never seen Billy Joel play piano man live. No. I feel so bad. I'm like, can I, he has a residency in Las Vegas. I'm like, dad, can I like take you to Las Vegas to go see this fucking concert? I feel so bad. I, I mean, funny enough, I spent the night at your house, Amanda, the night before. And I was like, stayed up too late. And I was like, all cranky. And they're like, I didn't want to go to this show. And then I made my dad leave. Now I feel real 
real shitty about that. <laughs> uh, then, uh, let's see, I went to uh, my sister. My first rap concert was Belle Biv DeVoe. It was pretty sweet. Ooh. Yeah. And then I just nice. like, graduated from Belle Biv DeVoe to fucking like Metallica and Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, Ice Cube. We went to the first Lollapalooza. Uh, so it's a quick graduation from Belle Biv DeVoe to like, you know, some of these harder bands, like Nine Inch Nails, I'm still into from that. Um, I'm going to go around and I'm just going to say, I'm going to ask you, like, you know, tell me some of your, the favorite concerts you've been to. Tell me some of the crazy stories that you've had. Uh, we've all been to hundreds of shows. So I know we have lots of crazy shit to talk about. So uh, Christy, I want to start with you this time. Just tell me like one of your favorite concerts. Tell me a crazy story. Just go. Well, okay. I'm going to do Jason Mraz again, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we have a Jason so Mraz I got limit. The odds were in that favor. <laughs> but this is a really good show please okay yeah of course <laughs> yeah so it was the it was the um the, the music festival that they do in aspen my friend beck and i got to go and the vip section was done by patron and i had a connection back then to patron so we got to go into the vip section which was just full of snotty people who were there for the alcohol and like nobody gave a shit about the concert. <laughs> so we got to go like right up by the stage. Like it was off to the left. It wasn't center stage, but like we were like talking to the guitarist and I'm like friends with him on Instagram now. And like, we've had a couple of private conversations on Instagram and like, I swear, like after this concert, Jason Mraz has got to remember me because we were screaming because we were drinking too. But we were screaming and singing all the songs and doing all the dorky things. And like everybody else in our section was like standing back with their drinks, acting cool. And we're just the two crazy girls up front. So that is like my second favorite show. That was a wonderful show. Nice. Um, what else do I like? <laughs> There's been so many. Aerosmith was a lot of fun. Walking away from Aerosmith, you realize why that guy's, uh, why that band's been around so long. They put on a good show. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, Mel, tell me. me. <laughs> I'm going to hmm? bounce over you to Mel. Tell me a, a fun story. Tell me uh, <laughs> your favorite concerts. Okay. So two concerts. One isn't even really a concert. Um, so there in California, there is this, it's a festival called Reggae on the River. And it is a reggae music festival, obviously. Um, and it's up in like, just before Eureka, Humboldt County area, there's these giant redwood forests and these two old hippies used to own this giant piece of property. And there was a dried out bed creek, um, like bed creek area on the property. And once a year, they would just have people get together and do this reggae music concert. But it was a private party. And then like they started selling tickets. And so by the time I went, it was the 20th anniversary. But you buy tickets to camp on site for three days. I mean, I got a hotel room at a time. It's like a 40 minute drive to the nearest town, but I did that. Um, and we also camped, but I just had backup for when I wanted to shower or get away. Cause there was a lot, it was a lot going on there. Um, but I will say this, that cause it's a private property concert. They don't let any, like there's no police, there's no security, there's no medical, nothing. And it was like, it was very, just very, very easy going three days for the most part. I had a shroom experience there, but I won't waste time on that because that wasn't music related. But the neat thing is I saw Ben Harper there because it was before, just before he got really big. And that was great. That was probably one of my favorite surprises. I was like, oh, he's great. I looked him up and I've been kind of into him ever since. So, um, but yeah, three days, it just, it was very music based and people like shared food and 
very hippie. And I didn't know that still existed at that time. It was like 2003. So, I'm not um, and camper. I don't know if I would be able to survive that. Well, neither am I. And that's why I got the <laughs> hotel room. And I probably, I think I drove home all but the last night because, or drove to the hotel all but the last night, just because I wanted it, you know, I don't know. I was just like, I don't have to camp though. And it's on a rock bed. It's a dried out Creek. So it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not my style, but the other neat, it wasn't even a concert. It was just a random ass dive bar in um, Las Vegas. And we, uh, I was going for work for a trade show and I was tired of being on the strip. So we went to um, like over by the golden nugget, that other old Vegas area. And there was just this bar with a stage and there's these two guys playing. And there was this other guy that was sitting at the table and he kept like riling out. Yeah. And it was just like us, my co like me my coworkers and my husband and they're all their spouse, all my coworkers spouses. And this one guy who's like really riling this band on and, we're like, that guy's really likes this band. And they were good. And so we were like, yeah, they're not bad. And then the guy starts singing along from the table and then the band invites him up. And then it turns out that what we were watching was the guys who do the Queen concert, like the Queen show in Vegas. That's just, it's their band. They were just there on like an open stage night. And it was the lead, the new lead singer that was about to take over. And they did like probably eight, different queen songs for just me, my coworkers and our families. It was so good. We were like right there. Our table was right in front of the stage. It was just the most fun ever because, you know, you just didn't expect it. You're like, oh, this guy's drunk, you know, and you thought he was going to get up and make a fool out of himself. And he sounded like fucking Freddie Mercury. It was just amazing. So cool. <laughs> that must be cool. Uh, Amanda, why don't you tell me a uh, favorite concert or a crazy concert story? Easy concert story. Um, let's see. I tried to write down all the concerts because I was curious. I had to like try time travel to see like which ones. Um, I probably I was thinking Red Rocks. I mean, all the shows I've seen at Red Rocks have all been pretty incredible. Incubus, I saw uh, at Red Rocks um, a long time ago when they filmed their um, DVD. It was like a live DVD and they filmed it there, but we didn't know that. And we got pretty close to the, we were, I think we were like fourth row for that one. Um, and they played for an extremely long time, which was really cool. Um, so that was really awesome. Um, I've seen, you know, Bonnie Raitt there, Halsey, um, Lauren Hill, uh, a lot of cool artists at, at uh, Red Rock. So those are probably some of the most memorable shows um but yeah i i love all the genres and all the all the venues yeah red rocks holds a, a very special place in our heart it's like you know colorado you know puts colorado on the map so red rock any red rock show is great um there's a few shows that stick out there maybe are my favorite shows but they're the ones that stuck out the most and be, it's just kind of appropriate that uh mike potter is behind you christy because one of the most <laughs> memorable shows i went to you know the red rocks <laughs> And we were up at a festival, and it was like f pouring ass all fucking day. It was raining, and then it finally cleared up. And then the doors come on. The doors, the twenty first century, and man, they're like as soon as they hit Riders on the Storm, boom, big like fucking thunderbolt, and then just like pouring rain. Some of the craziest shit I've ever saw in my life. Real fucking crazy. Um, and then another show that really sticks out. It's like probably one of my top two concerts of all time. Um, 
I love Tool. I love a Perfect Circle. I was at a Nine Nails show at Pepsi Center, and a Perfect Circle had just come out, and uh, they're fronted by Maynard, who's just a weird fucking guy. Uh, he does weird shit on stage, and this whole time he's playing this concert, he just he stands in one place. He has his long hair over his face, and he's singing underneath his hair the whole show. Like you don't see his face at all. He just stands there the whole time singing. And then he hits the last note of the last song and he fucking rips off his hair and he's bald the whole fucking time. And you're just like, holy shit, what just happened? I don't have no idea what just happened. Uh, at the same show, my friend DW, uh, he got kicked in the head. This is his first metal show and he got kicked in the head by a dude crowd surfing. So he does not like metal shows after that. So uh, that was those are a couple of my, uh, my uh, shows that stand out. But we actually have some special guests here tonight. And uh, I want to invite on our special guests, um, Bonnie Murphy and Paul Hawkins. I would like you to unmute your cameras and your uh, microphones. This could go well, or this could go completely awry. Hey, we hey, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Uh, let's see there if we, we can get Bonnie Murphy up here. Bonnie Murphy can <laughs> she's been on like the whole time, so she deserves to go first. But uh Miss Bonnie, will you turn on your camera if you can? <laughs> I hear your voice. I hear the voice. I just don't see I don't the know face. Bonnie. Okay. Click on that there word. We go. Oh, there we you did are. It. There she is. Did it. Oh my god. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. All right. So um we're all family and uh Man, my family pretty much sponsors Trucky Pacific at this point, so I'm just gonna have all my family on this show. This is gonna be the hockey That's family. Hey, family. <laughs> so, uh, Bonnie, who uh, you know is my aunt and who is my mom's sister and my cousin Christy's mom. That's how we're all related here. Um, you know, she's been to a lot of concerts. So, why don't you tell me just like one of your favorite concerts or a crazy concert story? The best concert I've ever been to has been Garth Brooks at T-Mobile Arena here. Yes! <laughs> it was. <laughs> the first concert I saw at T-Mobile, which is an amazing place to see a concert. I just can't say enough. He's such an entertainer. I bet he was but incredible. He was. And then he brought Trisha up, so it was even better. Oh! <laughs> I made Betsy <laughs> So tell me, uh, Miss Aunt Bonnie, tell me a, a crazy story from a, a show you've been in the past. It's like, I know you've had some no, crazy No, I can't tell. I cannot you tell the story. Of course you can. Tell, you Mom, I already know all the stories. Just tell no, the stories. No, you don't. No, we got a story. You, you have a story Chrissy. with Bonnie. Okay, you tell it, Paul. You're if you don't tell, tell it. Tell it. Okay, yeah. tell it. Long, tell it. Long story short, we were at Red Rocks for Joni Mitchell. Uh, we spent a whole day there. Um, Second row. Beautiful weather the entire day. <laughs> they started three notes into the concert and it was a downpour. So they have uh, a reschedule for the next day at the Denver Arena. Okay, so we're, we're in the third row at Red Rocks. So next day we go to the arena and we get down to the <laughs> auditorium and somebody has forgotten the tickets and we don't know who it is so we have to, yeah so we have to I, somebody has to go home and get the tickets and while somebody's getting the tickets somebody else is trying to save the parking place that we already paid for that we already paid for down at the arena and then, anyway 
long story short or short story long uh, we ended up like last row last row in the arena okay and, and, and we didn't get our parking place because these guys came driving up and me and bonnie are standing there going no no don't do that don't park here we already paid and they said move it because we were going to park here so then they just fucking parked there and then when we were inside the concert we saw them right bonnie we saw them we went there they are paul go get them and then what, where they were was up on stage they were the grips yeah they were the dancers. <laughs> yeah so anyway go get him paul and we also saw boss gags did we see boss gags yeah, at, with uh, at, at red, red rocks, rocks. And that was a people having sex in the row in front of us. A menage a trois. Yeah, a menage a trois. Uh, and, boss yeah. Gags. And I was some about Boss Gags. They just like, you know, <laughs> really get you going. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, James? Yep. Barry and I were very young. Yes. It took, it took Barry, we figured out this, Bonnie. Barry was like 13 or 14 is all. Yeah. <laughs> it was all education like for him. So funny. <laughs> amazing all right, well thank you uh paul and betsy and aunt bonnie thank you for coming on uh we love your <laughs> old school hippie shows and they're just they're, <laughs> they're censoring their stories you know they have like stories that are way worse but they don't they're a little they don't want to tell us they're Can being shy real quick one all right Dave. go for it of course okay real quick um out in california bill graham the concert impresario from the late 60s he died and they had a concert for him in golden gate park so i happened to be stationed out there uh, temporarily uh and so i went to that concert spent the night on the beach uh the night before uh in a sleeping bag and next morning <laughs> went over there and uh Anyway, they had a concert, uh, and for free, we had Los Lobos, Jackson Brown, Aaron Neville, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Tracy Chapman, Journey, Santana, Grateful Dead, Robin Williams, and Bobby McFerrin. So Dang. some of the people, Mel, that you had it's talked a hell of a lineup. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Actually, hell of a lineup, too. That was, great. Another, it was wonderful. Yeah, another ahead. Bobby McFerrin story is that one time he came and saw me sing when I was really? a kid. Yes, I was in a choir because my parents, they were, they're musicians and they sent me, I, we studied music for a long time. I got in high school and I, I got too cool for whatever my parents were into for a while. But um, up until then, I was in this choir that would tour and we would sing for local opera houses and stuff in San Francisco and all up and down the Bay Area. And he came to see us in San Francisco. I think we were doing La Bo or no, we were doing Bohem. And we were going to be little cherubs, but he came to hear us warming up and he was with Tony Randall, who also came in and they asked us if we would sing other stuff. And Tony Randall actually had a friend write this opera called The Pillows of Cantan or something like that um, for our choir after they heard us sing that day. But Bobby McFerrin gave us like a little, he gave us like a little vocal class. You know, he does do that too, but yeah. like he gave us like a little 10 minute little technique tip quick thing and we were you know we were like 12 so we were just starting to be old enough to kind of appreciate that but we weren't like a school light-hearted choir this was a serious thing that we did in our extra time we lost our whole summer touring and so it was really like kids who really appreciated it and it was it was an amazing experience yeah yeah very cool 
Can I say one more quick thing? Sure, go for it. <laughs> you sponsor, you sponsor this whole, uh, you sponsor the show, you sponsor the company, so you can do whatever the my fuck cousin, you want. Okay, my cousin, who's quite a bit older than me, like 10 years older than me, we used to have this act when I was like eight or nine, and we used to play for the USO shows, okay? Do you know what that is? United yeah. Service Organization, okay. So <laughs> we were at lunch like a couple years ago, and my cousin says, so do you still have your, your complimentary striped shirt? from when we opened for the Beach Boys. And I went, what? And she went, you don't remember when we opened for the Beach Boys? <laughs> anyway, I had I no idea remember. because, you know, if they were just starting out, if they were at USO shows, right? But apparently she still had one of those striped shirts. So apparently I opened for the Beach Boys one time. And I know Amanda <laughs> opened for One Republic. Didn't you? <laughs> she did. She That's did. Cool. A Christmas show. Yeah, that was crazy. So anyway, that's my story. Well, thank that's you, awesome. uh, Paul and Betsy and, and Bunny for joining Bye. us. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna whip around again real quick. Um, we're starting to open up. Vaccines are going out. Uh, the president threw down at July 4th, like um, goal for the world to kind of return to normalcy, and with that comes live music. Um, when concerts start coming back around, are you going to be going to those? Are you going to feel confident enough to go? Uh, Amanda, why don't you, are you going to go to a concert? Yes, as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> hopefully she'll be in the concerts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, man, live music, it's been, um, it's been so, such a rough year for so many people, but I think uh, people who are definitely in the live, I mean, think about like roadies and just people who like, their lives revolve around a live show. It's just, uh, it's in Broadway, like it's hard to even think about. But yes, um, I will be getting mm -hmm. the vaccine and I will be um, excited to be front row and acting a fool at all of the concerts. Um, yeah. I won't be missing out on, on much in the future. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try and get myself out there a little bit more. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, how about you, Mel? Are you going to be going to the shows when they start opening up again? Um, yeah, I, yeah, because I mean, once vaccinations are, are, are you know, at a, the right point, everything starts opening up. Absolutely. I'm going to trust the way the system is designed right now. I have no reason not to with this current situation. So I feel very comfortable. To be honest, I've already gotten my first shot. So um, we are caregivers for a family member. And because of that, we were able to get it just recently. So I'm very excited that that means that everybody else soon will have access to it and it will just, you know, things will get better. And yeah, things will get back to normal when that happens. Absolutely. And I think I will appreciate, even though we talked about local venues and everything, just more local artists and performers in general. I think I'm going to be more focused on that. I think I realized that um, it takes so much of community support to like you know to get that stuff out there and with the internet it's not like radio where if you get picked up everybody likes you and everybody in the country knows you anymore you have to really stand out and you have to get that support so I'm going to start paying attention to that kind of stuff a bit more than I have recently I've been lazy I've let Sirius XM tell me what to listen to a lot and you know I've been busy I guess and so yeah absolutely I'll be there how about you Christy <laughs> Um, you know, I don't actually really like people a whole lot. Um, so it's going to take a lot for me to go, like, it's going to have to be someone I really like, 
I would definitely <laughs> say yes to like something at Red Rocks I would probably do in the fall. Um, I like that idea of trying to catch like some like the local stuff. We've got plenty of great outdoor venues that happen up here. So if it's outdoor, I'll probably go. I'm definitely going to avoid like a really crowded bar. Just not even so much because the virus, just because I'm 38 and I don't want to be with those people anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if my boy has a tour, I'm going to have to go see Jason Mraz again. So other than that, yeah, no. I'll see a Red Rock show or something outdoor, something small. Absolutely. Yeah. My first show after uh, stuff starts getting real is going to be your show, Amanda. Because yeah. if you yeah. have not been to one of Amanda's shows, she puts on a great show. So uh, that'll be my first concert. But I really, I got to see a metal show, man. I am like, I'm like you, Christy. I'm like a great amalgamation of our entire family. Like I'm pretty antisocial. But when it comes to like going out to see live music, that's when I'm pretty, I'm a social butterfly. Just ask James. He'll tell you. Uh, James is gloating, by the way, that he went and saw the Hard Knock Life tour. I'm not. It sounds like an anything. I'm not sure what that it's is. Jay Z. That's Jay Z. Oh, yeah. Christ, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to go see live music. I got to see metal shows. So what's up, Mel? I was just gonna say the one experience I, I lived I lived in the Bay Area in the '90s, and so the concerts I went to were very varied because of my parents' background in music and everything, and you know being near Berkeley and San Francisco. But also, I went to a lot of rap concerts, and I have to say, in the early '90s, rap concerts were awful. I don't care, like you just it wasn't set up for that yet. Like they didn't know how to account for the different types of tones that are used when you're rapping versus you know singing R&B versus singing opera. Like that's all very different audio techniques and it just it was awful it was awful but um i always still try to go so i i've heard they've gotten better yes i, I <laughs> couldn't tell you um i will tell you though that uh coming out I've, i have said this about a million times but coming out of the pandemic there's gonna be so much great music coming out and i i'm just excited like you're starting to see music and shows and stuff already starting to trickle out i mean Ellen John threw up a new uh, album this week. Um, new Order. I mean, New Order's been, you know, gone for a while and they put out some new, I mean, like there's a lot of art, great art that is being generated right now. I know, Amanda, you're working on stuff that's about to drop. So, I mean, like, I'm so excited for like this next six months to a year, just like all the the great art and I can't wait to see it and especially you see it live. So um, definitely support your local uh, musicians, your local restaurants, um, support local, shop local. Um, also, you know, invest a little. Well, if you have some money left over from all those expensive tickets, you can uh, throw a couple of cents uh, our way. Um, and speaking <laughs> of Truckee Pacific, uh, next week is going to be part two. It's going to be the, the metal show with Santori, me, and Chris uh, from the Nerd Corner. Uh, we're going to talk about the massive pits that we've been in and all the heavy metal shows that we've seen, all the blood and the evil. Yeah. I, Amanda, I know you could throw down in a pit. You may, you I may be go. small in stature, but I know you can throw some go. fucking bells. You're and you're more than welcome to join because I know you've seen some metal shows too. So you're more than welcome to join on. <laughs> James can join on too. He has officially been to one metal show, so he has a story. So he's more than welcome to jump on too. But um, Christy's not invited anymore. No, she. Uh, you, know, you went to the one metal show. You went. You embarrassed yourself at Slipknot. I'm just kidding. My, okay. my cousin took me to a Guar show without telling me what that was. Oh, that was my Ooh. first and only metal show. Uh, such a great show, too. Hey, if, that, if that's going to be your only metal show, that's a great fucking show to go to. It, 
It was definitely like an old. Oh no, that's not true. I don't know if this is considered. Uh, I went to. My name is Mud. Who was that? Uh, yeah, I saw them when you're on New my Year's. My Alexa just started playing it. Hang on. <laughs> Come on, Alexa. Sorry. <laughs> my name is Mud. Uh, I don't know why it said that. My name ain't Mud. Okay. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, right there. Um, <laughs> so make sure you tune in next week for the, the metal hour, uh, part two of our concert show. Um, I know we all have stuff that we want to plug. So I'm going to start with Christy because uh, you have something coming up next week. What do you want to plug? Yep. Thursday at seven is uh, the Potter Girls. I <laughs> promise not to rush this episode. We're going to give it all the time it needs. Uh, cancel culture. Be there. Beware. <laughs> or don't be. If you cancel, then don't show up. We don't want your opinion. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Mel, what do you got? To, what are you uh, plugging these days? Uh, go to eBay, visit Mountain Shore. That's mountain and shore, like the mountains and the shore. And uh, check out our shop. We have all kinds of neat little kitschy stuff, different collectibles, different books, different, you know, whatever. And I have more stuff that I just haven't listed. So keep following us. We got a lot of stuff going on. If you love bells, Mountain love Shore bells. is your way to go. They have like yes, I have a ton of with perfect patina like original patina cover finish obviously i'm new to bells but if you love bells come to our site and let us know because we just got we we ended up with a lot of bells a lot of bells <laughs> big uh, bells small bells old bells bells that go ding 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 other bells that go dong 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 hey uh, uh amanda you know, plug away go for it i know you got a lot of stuff coming up so go ahead and plug away um, I have a new single coming out soon. It's almost done, almost ready. I'm super, super, super excited about this one. Um, it's not like a heartbreak, rip your heart out kind of song. It's, it makes you feel good. So that's, that's a plus. I'm not gonna uh, I'm, ex then. I'm excited about that one. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to write more music at this point in my little you know, studio set up here. And um, so I have a lot of new music coming, hopefully an EP, hopefully live music, hoping to play, you know, once the weather starts getting nice, I'll be out there with my guitar somewhere. So um, you can find me on like Amanda Hawkins. Yeah, at Starbucks, at Dave's Starbucks. Um, you can find all of it at amandahawkins.com. I'm on Instagram quite a bit. And then the PG version of me is on, is on Facebook. And she's a, on Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I don't. I don't follow TikTok, so TikTok. I don't really know. Oh, it don't go there. It just takes over. It's fun, <laughs> but I don't make them. So I haven't learned to dance yet, but so that might happen someday. Ultimately. I learned the WAP dance, and then like. Two days after I was like, okay, I think I really could do that someday. I had to have gallbladder surgery unexpectedly. Oh. I, I was like, oh, well. I think those I'm sure it wasn't as good as I felt like I oh, was damn. at it. <laughs> I think watching TikTok led to your gallbladder like blowing up. So I think the two. Oh, stop. I was just, Ugh, you know, yeah, yeah. Ugh, and my gallbladder was like, oh, no, I gotta get out of here. Much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Uh, so. As you see, the thing I am always trying to plug, you know, go to Amazon.com. Uh, Caldera is available now on Amazon. 
the audiobook for Race Through Space Event Horizon 2 should be up on Audible here soon. Um, I got a, a new narrator because it's a female driven story. So I got a female to narrate the book and she killed it. Absolutely killed it. So I'm excited for uh, written the Race Through Space audiobook coming to Audible soon. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much all the stuff I have to plug. Um, please go to uh, the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, concerns, criticisms. Um, if you're angry with how the show went, just let us know. We'll uh, fulfill your refund request. Um, you can go to www.truckypacific.com. Uh, they have all of our shows there, links to all the different shows that we have. Uh, and you get to see lots of pictures of me and Mel Santori. Uh, Christy, you will be on there eventually. Uh, whenever James finds the time to upload your picture up there. Um, ultimately, we're doing this I because we don't, we don't really like doing day jobs. Like this is way more fun than like going to work. Um, so in order for us to make that happen, we would like you to make your money, our money. So if you can go to our Venmo at Truckee Pacific 303, <laughs> um, you know, give us a dollar, uh, a couple hundred dollars, man. Just feel free to throw as much money. Like there's no donation too big for us. Exactly. So uh, go to our Venmo at Chucky Pacific 303. Um, we want to thank uh, Bonnie Murphy and then Paul and Betsy Hawkins and Christy and Mike Potter, of course. They are our season sponsors for this year. So I want to give a big shout out to them. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to shit. You know, my, pretty much my family is funding this whole operation. So I'm running out of family to pay for all my shit. So um, we need other people other than my family to pay for our stuff. So um, any last words? Uh, uh, anything uh, you guys want to say goodbye to anybody? You want to shout out to anybody? Thanks for having me. This yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for having you on. Thank you for having you on. No, thank you for coming on our show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Christy, thanks for coming on last minute. Um, I hope you guys had a great time. Uh, enjoy the blizzard and uh, you know, be good to each other. Everyone stay warm. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.